0: Welcome to the Hollywood Dream Podcast, where we talk to the people that are making film and TV in New York City and all around the world. Today, I'm here with David Bell. David is a writer and a filmmaker, and he had uh, his latest feature film, had its world premiere at the Harlem International Film Festival in May, and then he had a, a Brooklyn premiere at the Art of Brooklyn Film Festival last month, which is where we met. Hi, yeah. did. Hi, David.
1: Hello, Johanny. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. Thank you for being here. Thank
1: you so much for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Um, I wanted to ask, how was it seeing your film Broke Boy in front of a pack audience? How was how did you take the reaction? Was it what you expected? Was there something different? How was that experience?
1: Um <laughs> I don't actually watch my films in like when it's on screening. Yeah uh when like it's screening at festivals or anything like that.
0: I know you left after yeah, left. everyone got in. Yeah, I leave. Oh. But like afterwards when people came up to you, were you were they what yeah. was their reaction?
1: Uh it's always I mean, I'm not gonna say it's always, but it was uh, welcoming people really enjoyed yeah. the film and I was really grateful for that. Um, yeah, I mean it was just like a fun time. I think that's what I want when people see the film is just to like have a fun time and like have this experience and go on this journey with the, uh the characters. So yeah, it was just a, a fun time and I just like I like walking in late, like <laughs> kind of towards the end of the movie. Making
0: like, an entrance.
1: Yeah, you know, <laughs> like I like I know I time it out enough. We've watched the movie so many times, I know like how much time I have to like mess around, do whatever I wanna do. Yeah. Um and then come back and kinda come as the movies toward the end and I kinda catch the tone and the feel of the room and like how are y'all are oh, you at the edge of your seats? Like I, like that's really what I want, you know? Yeah. Like everything else is just fun, but I want like I want the hook, you know? Yeah. And so like that's really what I care about. So
0: And you've done a lot of short films and this is your first feature, right?
1: Yes, yes, it is.
0: How was that experience going from making short films to a ninety minute movie, which is like a huge thing?
1: Yeah. all right, I'm not gonna lie on myself, it's eighty-three minutes. Okay, <laughs> it's not ninety minutes, I'm not gonna lie on camera or live, you know, so you can go check that. Um but it was a fun experience. It was definitely daunting. I think it was, uh, I'm grateful for my team that I had around me. You know, you're just seeing me right now. But Broke Boy is such a larger team. There's so many people behind me that have, were right next to me. And I'm not going to say pushing me forward, but like right next to me, walking with me. And that's like Kristen Kirkley, Mecca mm-hmm. Medina, uh, Liz Mealy, Stephanie Hink, Sadiq, Vaughn, mm-hmm. um, like so many people. And that's just like, a couple of people so like that's like the main crew, but so many people were there and they have been with me either in the beginning or have been with you through, throughout the way. And so when we started it, we were kind of just all like, all right, well, like let's just buckle in and let's do it. Um, and everyone had their days, you know. Like the second or third day, I was ready to lose my head. I was like, things are not going like I have set things up and like they should be going right. And mm-hmm. you know. You know, film, this is never going to just go right. Yeah. And like, you know, simple little things where I'm like, I know I did this right. And like, <laughs> but it didn't go right. And, you know, shout out to Mecca. She was just like, yo, it's, you know, this is just an everyday battle. Like, it's not just going to be like, we win today and like, that's it. Like, you, sometimes you lose a day, but like, you can't take that as L. You got to learn from what you did that day. And then how can I change and get better for the next day? So...
0: And you co-directed with Mecca yes. Medina. Yes,
1: yes, I did. How
0: was it co-directing? Was there ever a time where you guys were disagreeing or something? Or how did you kind of handle things when you both had different ideas and you both want to be heard and you both want your ideas to be executed? Like, how did you guys resolve either a conflict or an argument?
1: I don't like conflict on my set. I don't want any conflict because it's something that we're so, like, honored to to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, this is a, such a fun... Like, this is what I wanted to do when I was a kid. So, like, I'm not going to bring any of that. So yeah. And I asked her to do this, you know? So, I'm not going to be like, do this my way, you know? Like, I always have to be ready and open for suggestion because my way is not always right, you mm-hmm. know? Like, this is a collaborative process. It's not just me here, like, even though my face and whatever is on it and my name's on it. And it's like, still, there's so many people that helped me go forward. So like, yeah, I didn't really like have that problem. And like, there were days that she was there and then like, she had this way. And then like, there were days like, it was just me there. And like, mm-hmm. she shot, there's one scene, um, the lingerie scene that was kind of my, again, like the hook, I always got a hook. So I was like, yo, look. <laughs> I want you to co-direct this and she was just like okay because she didn't really know how she wanted to be a part of it
0: this is this is the scene the party where you all have to be like in your underwear yes
1: yes yes so we had written this scene and like it was really obviously a really fun scene and i knew what i wanted for the scene and but i also knew like i wanted it right and i was like man like this is like she wants to do the scene she wants to really direct this scene like out of everything in this movie this is the fun like the fun juicy part so I was like, yo, look, we're gonna like we co-direct everything, but like this day, that's all you. Like this is your day to like show off. So she showed off. She like really go went off. And like if you watch that scene, it's so I love it because it's so different. If yeah. you really watch the movie, it's so different from the rest of the movie because I'm we are two different directors so much. She's very much like she loves to like sit and like sit in the moment and still, and I'm very manic and just love to like see the environment and see the world and like ooh, sorry, push around. And so you can kind of feel that in the film and like you see that with the characters and it really helped uh exploring the characters, especially for uh Steve's character Ty. Like in that moment, you kind of get this shining moment of him, and you see these two characters kind of have this bonding experience that they don't really get to have throughout the film. And she shot it beautifully. It was really great. Shouts out to Liz as well, and they're like really close friends as well. So they were just it was funny. It was like, you know, like there's a lot of women on set, a lot of uh in production, and they obviously it was their favorite day they were just all like yeah. geeked up and i'm like i bought like robes for everyone and like no one, <laughs> no one wore, the wore the robes them. I was just like okay it's like cuz like there's like maybe like two or three guys on set and they're just always like in laundry running around i was like all right like do y'all want these robes or like like y'all would like no nah, we're, cool. we're just chilling i was like so yeah like that was kind of like the energy throughout the whole process of the film and it was like we can have our disagreements for a second and we can be like okay we want to do this but at the end of the day we know we both have the same goal, and we've been working with each other long enough to know our differences and our strong points. And like, she's she. I've learned a lot from her from shots, like just learning mm-hmm. how to like really place and set up something as my career has gone on. And like, I think I'm really good, as like this film can attest to. Just like being able to work with a lot of different people and just being able to bring these people together and on a single idea and be like, let's just do this. So, yeah.
0: Um, I I rewatched it last night because I wanted to have it. Oh, I'm sorry, I hit the mic too. (laughs) I wanted to have the movie fresh in my head and I I was gonna say it looked really good. Like the cinematographer did a great job capturing the vibe. And it looked really I love the way it looks. You know how in Hollywood they say like um a lot of cinematographers have a hard time lighting um dark skinned people or just black people in general. Yeah. You guys look amazing in there.
1: Yeah. Shout out to Liz who is at AFI right now, so She's doing, she's killing it. You know, she shot this before she went to AFI. Um oh. was in the process of, yeah, you know, like, and she was in the So
0: imagine when she comes out. I'm
1: saying, watch out. <laughs> Dangerous right now. Um, And she's great. You know, like, her and Mecca are good friends. They've been friends for a long time and have worked together previously. And we had actually shot a short together um, over, during COVID. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, you know, it was just me, Liz, Mecca, and, like, Sadiq and like one other person, you know, and like we just shot that together. So they've been, we've been working together and Liz is a white person, white woman, but like she also understands the purpose to like lighting and like Mm -hmm. how to help that. Also shouts out to C R. Lauren, my gaffer who like did us great and like lit so many great scenes Um, and made us look good, you know, and like we just had, we had a great collective of people together and to make this film look great. So
0: so you guys been working together for a while now?
1: Uh, yeah, a few of us. Yeah, we've had like a little a little band. Little...
0: Is that like your core team? or you say your what is it called the the brat, what, what like remember that group of guys that they always work together in Hollywood?
1: Uh, the, the Rat the pack? Rat Pack. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I I would say that's my Rat Pack. Um, definitely, um, we are you know like you know the troop, the group, whatever you want to call it. I like to roll deep.
0: How did you all meet?
1: Um, all different, you know. Um. Yeah, okay. So me and Kristen have known each other for a while, uh, but like not really that close. Um, mm-hmm. just through comedy and improv scene, and we've just kind of like known each other and crossed paths with each other, uh, and had friends of friends, you know. Um, and then through someone mutual we had met and started working together. Uh Mecca Sadiq and Liz, uh combo group, mm-hmm. uh, I got cast in a short that mecca was doing and okay. then um uh, liz was also on that project as well she was dp'ing and then uh sadiq is oh sorry drink my coffee real quick sadiq is mecca's cousin so okay. that was like one of those things so yeah that's how we all met and kind of started working together and then me and stephanie actually went to acting school together um went to maggie flanagan studio oh in New
0: York. she's um similar to esper we were talking about yes yeah i went to esper yeah Many Fl- flanagan used yes. to be an esper teacher and then she yes left. yeah and did so her so you're a meisner we're both meisner both
1: meisner yeah maggie is a very tough lady and, like, yeah. i like a lot i think meisner teaches you a lot about yourself and the the process and the work. So it's been one of those things. I know.
0: Do you um ever miss getting in the closet and emotionally preparing?
1: <laughs> I never got in the closet. I would never go in the closet. I would like kind of... My emotional prep was always weird. I think that was one of those things that I had a... a one of my struggles as learning as an actor, I Yeah. Think because it was such a foreign process to me. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm like, what do you mean emotionally prep? Like, and I don't think (laughs) it clicked until probably like the end of like my second year where I was like, oh, okay. Like, cause I'm doing something else. Like, cause I could go in there and I could understand this stuff. And like when it was to text, it would be, I I was so much better when we came to text, but like activities, oh my God. (laughs) I, they were
0: so uh, annoying. They were oh annoying. My God.
1: And like now, I'll be like walking down the street and like my teacher would say, is like, Yeah, you're gonna walk down the street and think of one. I'm like, now nah. I'm like, Yeah, I do yeah. easily. But like before, I'm like, What the fuck are you talking about? I
0: like, know.
1: Like, what do you mean? I used bro? to
0: be in the train just like emotionally preparing all day before yeah. class.
1: Yes. And I would always go first. I would always, always go first. People were like, What? I'm like, nah, I'm getting this out the way. I don't care. I know. I'm going first. Cause like, you don't know. He might be in a bad mood, he might be in a good mood. I Whatever know. it is, I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna test the waters and see what's up. Like,
0: so did she let you volunteer? She didn't just
1: so I didn't have Maggie, so I had Charlie. Oh, okay, um, he was the teacher at, under Maggie. Um, and so Maggie came in like two or three times during my time there, and mm-hmm. so we met her. And like, very, very nice woman, very cool. Um, taught a lot. Like, just you could tell you, like, when she talked, I was like, oh, okay, I get why this man is like, like. Did my teacher was like my height and like yeah. this woman is maybe like five foot. Really? Like five foot. And just like you could tell, like she's breaking people down <laughs> without a thought. Just like that ain't real. <laughs> just like
0: I know, that's how my teacher used yeah, to be
1: ruthless. Ruthless. They
0: women. were ruthless. But I I liked um the training that I got. Yeah. I thought it was a really good um core training just to have. I mean, you should always Tried everything. Like, even after Esper, I will take acting classes someplace else just to, like, get a little taste of another method. Yeah. But Meisner is a solid one to have.
1: Meisner is definitely the, the one. Yeah. You
0: mentioned you you do comedy or you're a comedian?
1: Uh, I don't. I I think I struggle with if I am a comedian or not. Because uh, <laughs> I don't think I, I... Like, I've done sketch comedy a lot. uh uh-huh. And a lot of that. Um... I think that was, like, my lead into doing shorts was doing sketch comedy. I was a part of this group called Deadass. Okay. um, And they had just done shorts and would do shorts. um, And that got me into writing more, um, more consistently and, like, kind of finding, like, a purpose and being, like, okay, this is the theme of what I'm trying to accomplish with this script. So I think that is something that, like, I still gravitate towards in all of my projects i think mm-hmm. it just always has to be some comedy in it because if it's not like life is funny like even in the darkest moments you will find some laughter in there yeah and so i think i'm i'm definitely grateful for having that and understanding that And i think that has brought me along very far and a lot of the people that i know that i've worked with i've met through comedy so you know uh jury's still out i don't know
0: it's uh you took a class for sketch comedy or did, it was just something that a bunch of friends just got together and decided to do it.
1: Uh, so I did uh classes at the... I did UCB, and then I did the pit I, as well.
0: I did UCB, um, Sketch 1 and 2.
1: Okay. And I never I, did Sketch there, though. I never took... I only did improv and I did character. Um, okay. Yeah, and like... I think the improv was because I was doing that and I was also in acting school at the same time. So yeah, it kind of oh, was, it was like, too much. It wasn't too much. I think they were just like kind of playing off each other really nicely. Mm-hmm. And I was learning. I was able to pick up quicker because I had that freedom on stage or like, yeah. That was the one thing I think. And that's why like I was able to just like keep pushing myself because I wasn't, I was not understanding anything in that class. Like I was <laughs> falling on my face every time. But really? like I had the ability to just like kind of move freely when we were up there and like, I didn't get locked. And when like, you know, when your teachers start like snapping and stuff, I'm like, respond, respond. I was able to respond. I was always had some like, you know, like part of my upbringing and all that. And then also like, when I'm on stage, I'm not afraid because I've already like done this and I've performed. Sorry, I didn't know if I'm cursed, my bad. It's okay,
0: we can bleep Um, it out.
1: Okay, yeah, (laughs) I've I've performed in uh, basements before, you know, with like three people there. So it's like, I'm not worried about being in a classroom at like 2 p.m someone asked me to respond about something. So I think that helped me push forward. And so, yeah.
0: You also mentioned you shot some stuff during the pandemic, the short films.
1: Yeah, yeah. I went crazy during the pandemic, honestly.
0: How was the pandemic filming during the pandemic? I was at, at, at school at L.I.U. When okay. I, and during the pandemic, we had to shoot um, our mini series that was part of the program. Mm. And it was a nightmare. How was it for you? Um, Just doing, and we had like the school helping us. They didn't really, they didn't want us there. (laughs) How was it for you working during the pandemic and a time where everything shut down and you couldn't really do anything?
1: Kept it real small, Mm -hmm. you know, like, uh, so like Mecca uh, asked me to do a short film first and that was like the first thing and that was like a very, it was just me, Mecca, Liz, Sadiq and another sound person, so. Very small crew, you know, mm-hmm. and the gaffer as well. Um, another person named Elizabeth. Um,
0: you had yeah. a, a lot of um, ladies.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, like, it's one of those things where, like, I feel like it, when you're working, their ego is less when you're working with women. Um, and, like, most of the guys that I do work with, they're just like, mm-hmm. we work together, we work together. But I don't know. just, like, makes it easier just yeah. to, like, keep moving and keep working and, like, it doesn't have to be a big deal it was like all are working towards one goal so but yeah we uh they asked me to be a part of that project um and then after that I was like oh we can do this so, so then I shot uh, another project um with my friends um with Mecca directed that one I wrote it and started it with my friend Ezra
0: mm-hmm. and then
1: same cra- uh, crew Liz was the DP uh, that's when Kristen and I started working together with another person um and it's like yeah I just had to, like kept it real small you know Always feed the crew. Uh, like, I just make sure everyone is fed. Yeah. Because, like, if you're fed, you can be a little happy. You'd be like, all right, cool, I got some food. Like,
0: when I first moved here, I worked on this film and those fucking people. <laughs> we were there for like eight hours and they weren't feeding us and we weren't even getting paid. Like, I just did it for the experience. Yeah. And I I, I was so hungry that I'm like, I don't care. I'll be a diva. I'm like, I'm starving. When are you guys going to order pizza?
1: Anything, you know, you can get anything, you know, it's so yeah, I think that is like what was my goal. And then we shot that, and that's how we got into Art of Brooklyn Film Festival. And then as we were doing that, I like started writing Broke Boy. And then from there, uh, I also had this short that I had written like in 2018 and was kind of just like, we were outside, and then I just like, someone told me I should just try it again, just do it again. And I mm-hmm. started doing it. And so that's when I did Portal. Um, which is one of my favorite little short films that I've done. What
0: is that about?
1: So Portal is about this young man who loses his father's ring and gets transported to this uh, other dimension where he has a conversation with him. Um, and as he comes back, he's desperately trying to go back to that world and like keep talking to his father. Mm. Um, real quick, short little thing, like family drama. Um, but I got to do some VFX in there, which is really fun. Uh, something that I really enjoy to do. Mm-hmm. Like So yeah. Um, so from there, we kind of did that. And then, you know, like, we were I was like still we shot I did that in like I think like April. Yeah. And we shot Broke Boy in August. Of twenty twenty
0: two. Twenty
1: twenty one. Okay. So yeah. So it was
0: still kind of pandemic.
1: Yeah, it was still kind of pandemic, but it like kinda of like things were obviously a little more lax, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I was even like I'd started working again. A lot of people were like kind of working what's not working. Okay. Um, but you know, I like to be honest with you, I was in a position where I had enough money to like pay my rent i had paid off things that i could do they were giving us free money so i decided to take that free money and make art because i'm like i don't know if i'm ever going to get this opportunity again exactly and I, so like
0: i was so jealous of everyone that was getting that free money <laughs> because I, I worked um like I, I mentioned earlier i worked full-time and i was considered essential. So I had to go to work every day. The only good thing that had about that was that um I used to take the A to Brooklyn, and every day the A would be packed with people. And once the pandemic happened, I had the train all to myself.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it was nice. Like, I mean, my uncle was also working every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and before I moved out of there, and like you know, I was just he was there like every day, just going to work. And so, yeah, I like I saw it as a time where I was like. I've already kind of been on this mission and moving in a place where like I want to keep creating and nothing else is happening right now and like I know I can keep moving mm-hmm. in a way that is safe. I'm not like trying to put anyone in danger, but I also know that like I can't slow down and stop yeah. myself. So,
0: and uh, as far as casting for your for Broke Boy, was everyone someone that you knew or you just wanted to work with fresh talent that? Maybe it was out there. How did you approach the casting process?
1: Yeah. Everyone I pretty much knew. Yeah. there's maybe like maybe two or three people that I didn't really know. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe like one or two that like had speaking roles, I guess. But like everyone that had a speaking role I've known and had either worked with or had been in this like associated with in some way. So, yeah, I just, you know, I knew these people. I know how to write for people when I know them. And yeah. kind of like attach what I want to say to their voice, and so it makes it easier for them. So, yeah, I just, you know.
0: And we've been talking about Broke Boy. Can you share what Broke Boy is? What the movie's about? What inspired you to tell that story and explore the uh, the hustle mentality in America?
1: Yeah, hold on. Let me get my, uh, let me get this real quick. Hey y'all, iced coffee. <laughs>
0: I was going to say hydrate, but coffee doesn't really hydrate (laughs) No, it
1: doesn't. It just gives you a little boost. I've been working all weekend. so. Um, But yeah, okay, so Broke Boy is about this weed delivery boy who gets robbed of his stash uh, the night before he owes his weed company. So him and his friends are running around Brooklyn trying to sell weed while still trying to make it to the part of the summer, which is in City Island. And there's a lot of inspiration behind this movie, I think. Uh, Me and Steve have been kind of working together. For a while i had shot music videos with him we were kind of just like writing stuff back and forth mm-hmm. and we just been talking about like what ideas are easily done and like what can be done and like what kind of movie do we like and what we kind of want to see okay. and so that was kind of like the start of that being like yeah well, like this is the kind of movie i like i like you know kids or like this like after hours just like this guy's on a, this person is on a chase for something you know i like those kind of movies um so that was kind of that first thing and then just being in new york city and just constantly having to just try to get something get somewhere to get something else mm-hmm. um kind of like just made me start thinking more and then i was talking to my friend and he was just like yeah it was during the pandemic and his homie was just out here and he was he was doing his thing he was hustling he's like bro they're going crazy and i just started thinking about like well, what happens if like here's this guy who like wants to do that too he's He's here, he's like, I have all the opportunities. I have all the things lined up for me to get there, but yeah. I can't get there still. How many people are like that, like still trying to just chase this dream and maybe they're chasing the wrong dream or maybe they just don't, they're not focusing enough to get to the dream that they think they need to get to or want to get to. Um, and then, you know, this the floodgate started opening and I'm like what I could do, how could I show that? How could I show a film that portrays a young black man on a mission that you know might be good, might be bad, but it just talks about like what he's going through. But it doesn't have to bring up race every time. It doesn't have yeah. to bring up any of like this trauma that's linked to like other people. But just like a story
0: mm-hmm.
1: about a guy,
0: just trying to just trying like, to make to get it. money. <laughs> just trying to make money,
1: yo. Everyone can relate to just trying to make some money. Everyone can. And so I wanted to do that. I wanted to make sure that like good or bad, whatever like you wouldn't have to feel like, oh, this is this this movie, like this black guy. And like, it's not like I don't want to show because it's very much in there and it's very much, he's still that person, but I think it's important to be able to show that side of us Mm -hmm. without like pinning it on like, well, this race thing, or this race that because then that just lets more division in it. And it's like, nah, like I can be here and talk about this story and you're just going to accept it. And, like, my world is... And I, I think I had a problem with that in acting school, too, which is, like, I think... I don't know if you ever had that problem where, like, activities... I think that was one of the things that I'd have a problem with is because the things that relate to me in my world that would bring me to life don't necessarily relate to you in the yeah. same way. And it's just, like, different... It's, like, just different cultures, you know, different ways of upbringing. And, like, if they they don't see that all the time, and so I'm just... I want to be able to show that in a way that's just, like, it's the same, it cannot be the same thing. You can have the same vibe, the same thing, but uh, you know, it's just, we like, look at we look a little different.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, I liked, one of the things that I like about Broke Boy was how you guys use social media and Twitter and how that affected like um, the comedian's character, her yes. relationship with Raquel, yes. with you. What made you want to add that element? the social media element to that to your story. That's and what and what how do you feel about like uh social media now and how do you aff- it affects relationships?
1: It's tough because it definitely affects relationships. Like you heard the Facebook story on Frank Ocean's uh thing.
0: No, it, what is
1: it? On his uh album where like the guy's like, oh, she wanted me to accept him on Facebook, but like I'm right here, you know? It doesn't <laughs> matter. Uh, this is totally different, not the same thing uh regarding my film, but um You know, I wanted to put that in there because it was a pivotal part to the story. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, uh, Raquel's character, Cheyenne, is just kind of like this force. And Raquel is a force in real life, too. So I really wanted to, like, drive that. And I felt like social media is kind of a thing that can help with that. Uh, It's just a great device to use, Uh, especially in our day and age. It's very easy to relatable to where it's like, yeah, one of your friends is always tweeting and like tweeting about their life and something goes off. And for someone who is actively tr- working to get that, you know, yeah. and like, and now it's working, but it's at the expense of your friend, you know, it's like, how do we play with that? And, you know, if I had a little more cheese, you know, it's a little more money, like that part, that, then it would have been a nightmare movie because I would have had, I would have expanded her character out. Yeah. I've had more, because I had so much more for that character. Um, honestly, I had more for each of the characters because. I really wanted to make it just like this, it's like having, showing all these, like these A and like having the A story, but like having the B and the C and the D story, like really just combined in a very nice way. Um, But, you know, for time reasons, we were like, all right, let's, a lot of people were like, David, choose a character and focus (laughs) on that character. And I was like, but everyone, like, focus on one character. And then, you know, so yeah, but the social media part, I think is just really important because it just, uh, it does shine a light on what, goes on today and how it affects us today um so yeah
0: um you also aside from the free money you're getting <laughs> during the pandemic you did a seed and spark and you it got green lid and you had your whole community help you out yes yes and you've done a lot like what type of things do you do to get your community involved to come support brook boy like cuz I know for Art of Brooklyn it was sold out and there were so many people there and I don't I wasn't in Harlem so was it wasn't sold out as well?
1: Harlem was not sold out. Um but I what I do, I think I just put it out there and just pray that people come. Yeah. I think I'm working on getting better at promoting and bringing more people together. I think I just have like a, I have a lot of ideas and executing them is something that again is like a team thing and I'm so I'm I'm working on getting a team together that can actually help me push more of those ideas forward that mm-hmm. are in relation to that um yeah i mean i just do like social media posts i do things that i think would look cool like you know it's like what do i think looks cool you know and i'm like if i feel like it looks cool then i'm hoping that someone else that follows me and likes my stuff also thinks it looks cool and be like oh, okay um i want to see that i want to check it out so yeah what has
0: been the most rewarding part of being a filmmaker and going to festivals with your feature now
1: hmm. I don't know honestly I think like I'm happy it's I'm happy it's out I'm happy it's done I'm happy yeah. that I'm happy, <laughs> I'm happy that part of the process is complete where like I can really I think I have I can fully say now like I don't I'm not like nervous saying like yeah my, I have a feature. You know, because I think before I was still like in that process, and I've talked to people, and like mm-hmm. you know, some people are like editing their film for six years, and I know. it's like I was afraid that would happen with this film because of funds and everything. I didn't want to like say I had. I also like didn't want to speak that under the universe. Like I had this thing done, and it wasn't done yet. So I think that was like I guess the most rewarding thing, where it was like I could say yes, we had finished, completed. It's been seen in the public. It's been accepted into festivals. And so like, yeah, it's, it's done.
0: What is like your main goal with Broke Boy?
1: The main goal is for distribution. Obviously, I want to get it out to the public. I want to keep going to festivals um, and just kind of just sell it to get it out there. And then, you know, realistically, I would really hope to get back in for the next project. You know, like that's really what we want. You know, yeah. like I already did this, I already done this. So like, I don't necessarily need, not that I don't want money for it, but mm. like, I would much rather if you're going to give me money and you are trying to give me some money, Give me some money for my next thing. Angel investor. <laughs> and, and um, you know, then we could do it again. And you like, look, it's it's fun. It's a fun movie. And my friends it are It is fun. a
0: fun movie. I enjoyed yeah.
1: it. My friends are fun and we like to make fun movies about serious topics.
0: With a lighthearted
1: yeah. take. Yeah. Like, you know, just like figure it, like, you know, like life is already so hard and we can just do something that means something, or we can just have some fun. We could do both. Um, So that's the goal with Broke Boys, is to keep pushing out there, get it seen. Let's go to Europe. Um,
0: Have you uh, submitted to stuff in Europe?
1: Yes, I have. I have submitted to some festivals in Europe. Um, Submitted to, kind of just like going online, just kind of submitting, Yeah. you know. I don't know if anybody knows about Film Freeway here, but sit on Film Freeway and kind of look through what you got. and
0: You have to be careful with Film Freeway because sometimes there are festivals there that are just um, a scam. Yeah. So it's kind of hard. Like, you have to really pay attention and see, do mm-hmm. your
1: research. So I've gotten some advice in that. Um, what I've been told is to like, I obviously do your research and just like mm-hmm. go on the Instagram and the website and see what that looks like. And I think that's a good like way to tell what this festival is and what's going to be like happening there so i've been starting to do that and look more into it so i'm not just like applying the random things because uh, yeah we want we want this film to have a life and it does we know it has a life we've yeah. seen the reaction we've gotten from people um just random people that i don't know and then like just people that are my friends so yeah we just want to keep pushing that forward like that and
0: as more people get to see "Broke boy what do you hope um audiences get out of watching the film what is the main message you would like to convey?
1: Stick to what you know, uh, always and like, always rely on the people that are there for you. You know, I think that's something that we're quick to like throw people away sometimes, especially Mm -hmm. in the internet age. Like, again, it's like, you know, a different person. I mean, in, in the film, you would see, you see like how that affected the character, how that affected Victor. Um, and sometimes we're like really quick to just like dash and just yeah. like okay. And you know that that can be detrimental to you in the long run or in the quick, you know, you don't know. And so yeah, I think that's something I like would like take away. Um, also just knowing it, knowing when to take a step back and just breathe. Uh, because we do live in this grind culture and like this Gotta wake up and get on it.
0: Oh, I know. I hate uh, hustle
1: culture. And like hustle culture is there there is a there is a need for it in some aspect. Um, but there's also a need for rest. There's also a need to like take care of your mental because, you know, you can run, 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 but like, is that how much of that then is that become like you just run in a circle? How much becomes like the rat race, you know? So
0: How do you take care of your mental
1: health? Uh I'm still figuring that out. (laughs) I'm still figuring it out. Uh, I just Try to sit on my couch, watch movies, you know, go eat good food, chill with people that I care about. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's kind of it. I'm working on, like, going out and experiencing new things. I think I've been working on this film for the past three years now. um, And now I'm, like, able to, like, know that, like, I don't have to wake up. And there's nothing that really needs to be done done. Yeah. Immediately. Like, it's not, like, in that way. Like, we're all into the next part of the chapter of the work on this film, so there's things that I can do in, like, two, three days. And, like, so I have a little more time to myself and, like, finding out what I enjoy to do to get back in that process of creation again. Um, it's kind of like, yeah, you know? Go to the museum, watch a movie.
0: And you, you wrote or you co-wrote Broke Boy?
1: So I wrote Broke Boy, and then Steve came through and with his gifted knowledge and guided pen, came through and added some tweaks to it. And then I came back and did some tweaks to it, so... It's like story by me, screenplay by David and Steve.
0: Okay. Yeah. And what is your writing process like?
1: Uh, I think it's changing a lot. I think when I was doing Broke Boy, I think that's when my writing process kind of changing and evolving to what I'm doing now, uh-huh. uh, which is more a little more meticulous, um, like writing out more notes, kind of giving a lot more backstory to what is actually happening and like writing one pages, one sheets, you know, of what the story is and maybe writing two pages, like mm-hmm. outlining it a little bit more. Um, so that way I can kind of just come in and just, like, drop stuff in on the screen. Like, kind of makes it easier for me just doing all this extra back work so that when I come to the screenplay, the actual, like, format of it, I'm just, like, dropping it in there. Um, so that is the goal for right now. I'm not... Still work in progress. Come talk to me maybe a year. We'll see how we go. How it goes. We
0: are all a work in progress. Yeah, yeah, so... And a masterpiece at the same time.
1: At the same time, same time, yes. Love that.
0: That was um uh Jess King from... Uh, Peloton? That's,
1: <laughs> that's a, her uh, motto. Show, that's Peloton. <laughs> Get on that bike. You can do it.
0: Um. Do you have any advice for anyone who is afraid to jump in and do a feature? Like, Is there something that you wish you knew before that someone might have told you and no one did and you found this out through your own experience?
1: <sighs> Probably not, because everyone's experience is different yeah. i think my experience was came with a lot of again like falling on my face or like finding out that like this person who said that they were there
0: mm-hmm.
1: wasn't really there um you know trust your gut always you know if you feel like something's off because it's hard when you're first starting off for people to even just take you seriously yeah. i think that was one of the biggest things and challenges i had to overcome um even though i had done shorts and stuff like that it was still hard for people to be like oh you're doing a feature and
0: i know i've i've experienced the same thing i yeah. i you know i've i told you i've done a bunch of shorts and when i was looking when i graduated i was looking for work in like production um i always got that you know like you don't have enough experience even though i've done all these things by myself all these short films and stuff it wasn't relevant experience right so some people
1: and that's why i say stick with the people that you have with you, because the people that are there with me, the people that I named are people that didn't tell me to stop and didn't tell me to slow down. They tell me to keep going. Like, even if they might've been like, hey, do you you feel like you need to do this? Do you, like, because when we first started, they were like, do you want to do, like, just make this into a short and like, really focus, bring it down, boil it down, like 10 minutes, like, or like 30 minutes or whatever you want to call it. And I was like, it wouldn't make any sense. It wouldn't make if I do that, I'm not gonna wanna do it again. Yeah. I'm not gonna wanna make it like longer. Like we either doing it all the way or we're not doing it at all. Um, and they respected that. I would like they respected me wilding out and like standing on the chair being like, I gotta do this. And like I'm not like trying to force anyone to be here. Yeah. But if you want to be here, this is how we gotta do it. <laughs> we gotta do it like this. And like tell me when I'm wrong, and I will listen to you and like try to come up with a retort. But like if I'm still wrong, I'm wrong. Yeah. You know, so yeah, so like I like I would just say like stick with the people that believe in your story and believe in what you want to do because that's how you'll get it done. Because that's how I got it done. It wasn't because of uh, any sage advice or wisdom that I wish I had or didn't get. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not the it's not the destination. It's the journey and the friends you make along the way. Come on, that's all it is. Like. (laughs) Yeah, we was cause I was just like people did not think I was going like they like was looking at me crazy. And I don't understand why this was gonna be crazy.
0: Yeah.
1: I understand that totally now. Um, but I'm very stubborn in a lot of ways. And so I was like, I can do this. We can do like I know enough people and like this is just like five shorts, maybe. And <laughs> was it wasn't, it was not that at all. There's so much more. But like, yeah, if you have people that believe in you and are stubborn enough to like keep going forward, um, you know, you'll you'll find a way to make it happen, you know? Get two jobs. Get three, get, get three three jobs. Get three or four. Get three or four <laughs> jobs. Work those jobs. And then, you know, throw out some money. Like, you know what I'm saying? Pay people here. Give five right here. You know what I'm saying? I'll pay you the next five, two weeks from now.
0: I feel gotcha. like as long as you pay them something, people will work with you.
1: Yeah. And like, once we got started, it really became like, people wanted to work with us. And I knew that. I think it was like, I, I felt like- at first people were just like, okay, you're doing this, but like, are you really doing this? You know, you're just saying, this. like people kind of felt like I was just saying this. So I was like, oh, I'm going to shoot your feature, You know, and then like, I was like, all right, well, cool. Like, let me drop this seed in Spark. Let me actually try to fundraise money. And like, you know, we, we started fundraising, we made some money. And so we made the goal. And they'd be like, oh, you're actually doing this. And once they saw that, they were like, okay.
0: You know, it's funny, like, I'm always nervous about doing um, crowdfunding. And I did it I did it once, and I, I was like, never again. But it's interesting to see like the people that do donate,
1: yeah, because
0: like when I did mine, this is a while ago. Um, some some guy that I buried, like I met once gave me a hundred dollars to make the this short, and I was like, oh, thank you.
1: It'd be the people, the randomest people yeah. that come out of nowhere and pop up for you. So like you know, it's just about staying on the path and like keep pushing yourself forward. I think that is what has helped me go forward. Um, and just keeping the people that. Are close to me and that want to see me win. Sticking with them and like working with them and pushing them forward as well and like putting them in positions where like they are now doing big things. You know, yeah. like none of us had shot a feature before. None of us. No one. None of us knew what it was like to do a twenty-day shoot, a twenty-four-day shoot. None of us do that. You know, we'd all come in from like shorts, one day, mm-hmm. two days things. You know,
0: it's a twenty-four days.
1: About twenty-four days, yeah. And then we had like two, three. Days of pickup passed after that, like in the year, but like, yeah. And none of us knew what that was. None of us knew what that meant. None of us understood what it meant to like, okay, we have all these extras and we need all these extras. Yeah, And you know, there was a day that like, we had maybe like 20 extras and Stephanie was like the head of all of the extras. And she was like, I got everyone. We got them down. Like maybe an hour before the shoot, we got like four people. And like, you know, we, what did we do? We went outside and me and Kristen went to different bars and he's like, yo, we are throwing this party for a shoot, for a film. You want to be in it? Just come upstairs. I got you. I'll send you an Uber. There's food. There's liquor. People came. People came. And that's, that scene on the roof. And it looks like there's people up there. Yeah,
0: there's a lot of people. Wasn't there? See, the community came through for you.
1: You know? So like, that's, that's the kind of thing. It's like, you got to have people that are willing to like fall on their face a little bit for you too, you know? They gotta be able to willing to be like, yeah. And they, you also, with that, you also have to be willing to fall on your face, you know? I think that is something also I learned, like, that's, you know, you gotta be confident in what you're doing as well, um, and it's hard, you know? We live in a, we live in an age, in a society where all of these things are just like circling around you, and you see somebody doing something on Instagram, and you're like, oh, well, I'm not doing as well as them, or like, you know, like, I don't have that money, but you gotta just be confident in what you're doing, you know? Look how many Vine and TikTok stars there are.
0: I know, and it's just off
1: your phone, you know. Like, there's so many things, and it's like if you focus on what you want to do, and like this is me talking to myself too, you know. If you want to focus on what you do and what makes you happy, you can go further, you know.
0: Did you always want to be in the arts, a creative, either actor, um, writer, or is that something that just came later in life?
1: I think it was always there. Yeah, it was always there. Um, uh, but you know, life is life, and like yeah. I think it took time for me to actually understand what that meant and what I, it is. And again, I'm still every day learning how that is and what mm-hmm. that is. So, yeah, and like it's I'm I'm grateful for where I am now, and I've been kind of like looking back. I'm about to turn thirty mm-hmm. um, in November, and I've just been like kind of like looking back at like what my 19 year old self would be doing this summer, you know, and like what he was doing. A couple years ago and like how i feel and like where i what i how do i look like can i look at that little that portal to the back of yeah. like my life and like how far i've come and like just be grateful for that so that's kind of just like where where that is
0: if your 19 year old self could see you now what would he what
1: would he, he say he's crazy like first of all he's wild because my hair is mad long like, <laughs> what that's like the first i think like i think about that all the time like he's just like yo your hair is that long bro What because <laughs> it's like my parents was not rocking with this when I was younger we were very strict Caribbean so they was like not do that boss they don't, they don't have the accent like that but like they wasn't going for that so at that time so yeah like I think just like and me being able to just step into myself I think that's something that a lot of people have problems with uh, especially if you are you're raised like I was raised um, where I'm like I'm in my my family is very religious and I don't necessarily am I don't think I'm religious like i'm like spiritual i think just also because of how i was raised but like Mm -hmm. you know you have time you have to find ways to like express yourself as an artist and like you know you have that like kind of all over hovering like well am i going to get judged for doing this you know like is this how's this going to react how's it going to like play in the group chat you know so that was that was an experience that i had to like overcome after for a while just like being able to like not worry about what is happening In that sense. And just kind of just be like, cool. So I think my 19-year-old self would look at that and be like, that's tight, dog. We're happy. Yeah.
0: Um, I have a segment called Fast and Curious where I ask a bunch of questions. Okay. And then you have two minutes to answer as many questions as you can. Let
1: me get some more coffee for that. Okay. (laughs) Hold on.
0: The number to beat is 20. Damn. All right. Okay. Um, okay. And these are questions about you, so if you don't know
1: one, <laughs> nah, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to bullshit you, but I'm also no. kind of go for the score.
0: If you if you feel stuck in a while, you can just say pass.
1: Okay, but the okay. pass doesn't count for. No. Yeah. All right. No. Okay.
0: That's not I'm gonna start the clock. Wait. Yeah. Do you love or hate surprises? Love. If you had a time machine, what era will you go to?
1: I would go to the future.
0: The- Favorite fast food chain, Wendy's. If you could have dinner with any person, living or dead, who would it be?
1: Albert Einstein.
0: Favorite ice cream flavor, cookies and cream. Favorite cream book, cream.
1: Uh, Black Leopard, Red Wolf.
0: Dogs or cats, both. They have to pick one. Dogs. <laughs> if you could get a star in any TV show, what would it be? Atlanta. If you were an Olympic athlete, what would be your sport?
1: Sprinter. Favorite Iron song. Dash. Uh fuck. Um something by Matt. When somebody MF Doom right now. Say that again. Something by MF Doom. That's all I'm thinking right now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Favorite holiday.
1: Juneteenth? Sure. Yeah.
0: Favorite reality TV show. MTV Cribs. If you are a superhero, what would be your superpower?
1: I would be the flash. Coffee or tea? Tea.
0: But you're drinking coffee.
1: Yeah, but that's because I need to wake up. (laughs) But if I'm chilling, tea.
0: Bugs, bunny, or Mickey Mouse? Bugs. Favorite season of the year? Fall. Rain or snow? Snow. Comedy or drama?
1: Comedy drama. Comedy. Dramedy? Dramedy. Thank you.
0: How many Kardashians are there?
1: I think there's like three. No. (laughs) Four.
0: No. It's five. Guilty pleasure?
1: (laughs) Sweets. Any type of pastries.
0: What's your dream car?
1: Ooh, Mustang 5.0 from uh that one five green with the gold Daytons.
0: Beach or Mountains? Mm, beach. What's your favorite comfort food?
1: Soul food and Jamaican food.
0: If you could be a fictional character, who would who will you be?
1: Sherlock Holmes.
0: What's the most memorable concert you've ever been to?
1: Uh Azure World. Damn. How many I get?
0: Oh, it looks a lot. I think you beat it. Let me see. Come on.
1: Yeah, Asher World. I was uh, I was on in a certain kind of state, and was, the visual effects at that festival were very entertaining. I would say that much.
0: You did twenty three. Let's go. What wow. number the
1: got? <laughs> number? come on, son. What I say? I'm coming for the title. <laughs> what I say, bro? Come on. You're
0: the winner now. Come
1: on, dog. Get at me.
0: All right. Final question. Ooh. If you, we talked about what your 19-year-old self would say to you. If you could go back in time and talk to your younger self, either be 19, 13, 15, what advice would you give him?
1: Yeah. This is getting personal. Poof. Yeah. Ah. I would uh, I would tell him to just be chill, man. I think, especially being like a young black man growing up in a... Where like you know I was raised with like around a lot of black people and then I kind of got thrown into this world where like I have to be around people that aren't like me
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and like just an environment that wasn't what I was used to um, just to like you know take it back chill um, and just be in yourself and your person I think I kind of just like I I am the type of person who kind of like retreats into self and kind of like I just be off in the corner I'm good I can. Ooh, excuse me. I can take care of myself, you know, I'm good. And so I don't need to, like, take up space. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm, like, I'm 6'3". I'm a tall person in a sense. So, like, it that affected not only my mental but my physical, you know, where I'm just, like, not taking up space. And I think that took a long time to, like, train my brain to be, like, no, you can take up space. You're yeah. allowed to take up space, you know. Like, you might be a little loud sometimes, but, like, you know, you have to learn how to be loud and not be feel like you're coming off as aggressive or anything like that and so you know that's probably what i tell him like yo man there's tips for that somewhere out there and you can find them it's going to take some time but like you can find them and you don't have to like shrink yourself down for anybody or anyone because um, why would you do that what yeah. the fuck
0: that's great advice well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. If you want people to find you, where can they find you?
1: You can find me uh, on Instagram at bellinyourear.films. Um, there's a thing popping up under here. That's
0: Yeah, I'll just put it there somewhere. Yeah.
1: It's like, or maybe up here. Maybe it's over here. Maybe it's like over my eyes. Maybe
0: it's like to your... that you... hand. No, the other, this side. Maybe it's on this side. This side? <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, right there. How do you it? Uh, so it's B E L L I N Y A E A R dot films. Um, that's me. And then also follow a uh, broke boy film at Instagram. Um, that's where we're at. Um,
0: oh, well, you know what? I forgot to tell you. Um, I thought that this when I first went to the website uh, Sprouts, I thought that was a real company.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it might be. Who knows? We don't know.
0: I was like, is this? real
1: that was the whole point like again my marketing is very much like i want to do like you know like you ever seen those like uh, old photo ads where like the sopranos they just had like a dead body hanging out yeah like, i like stuff like that where it's just like it's just popping up somewhere random like and you're just like what, what
0: and is- i like your little commercial at the beginning
1: the commercials yo that was one of my shiny i was really excited for that when we did it we was like all right it's gonna look just like this it's like perfect it's like a perfect weed thing um but yeah no thank you so much i can i can i do something real quick yeah. i have something for you Oh, really? Yeah, I do. I just want to thank you so much for having me. Um, so these are some of the, the shirts we made. Oh, I love me a shirt. For Broke Boy. Wait, um, let me. Yeah.
0: Right uh, there. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you know, I, it's
1: it's got to die. We died. I died it myself in my basement. Um, But like, this is the oh, this the, is so this nice. is the thing. You're a Broke Boy right here. Shouts oh, thank out. And you. also, hold on, on the shoulder.
0: Okay.
1: Shouts out to Sprout. Boom. Got Sprout on the shoulder. I don't know if you can see it. You can see it. With the weed company. But yeah. Oh,
0: I great. love gifts.
1: Yo, no, thank you You're so my much. favorite guest now. Thank you so much <laughs> for having me. Like, this is really an honor. I appreciate it.
0: That's it for us. Um, thank you. Thank you guys for listening. And make sure to follow the podcast on Instagram at the Hollywood Dream Pod. And that's it. We're done.
1: Peace. Bye. <laughs>